0: Hello, hello, welcome back to Generation SOS On Record. Today I'm here with Violet, Cooper, and Liz from Myers Park Presbyterian Church. I found an article about the church and their youth group online that discusses how they have monthly mental health check ins with their youth. Liz, Cooper, and Violet all run these mental health check ins, have undergone training by the church leadership in skills such as problem solving, mindfulness, and meditation
1: you know, the same old thing that we've heard for 50, a 100 years. You know,
2: when you see people on Sunday morning and you're like, well, how are you doing? Squeeze your
1: fists as tightly as you can and hold for the count
3: of 10.
0: One, two. Hello, everybody. Welcome back to Generation SOS On Record. Today I'm here with Violet Cooper and Liz from Myers Park Presbyterian Church. And can you guys each tell me a little bit about why you are interested in leading or becoming mental health ambassadors?
3: Yeah, so, When I started high school and, you know, we realized, hey, like this, this mental health thing, it's becoming a lot more of a problem than I think we're talking about. Um, We were all really looking for some way that we could come together and help and just kind of give a space for people to work on themselves and grow. And I think that's something that, you know, myself and the rest of us were really passionate about and really excited to start.
2: Yeah. I mean, I I would agree with Violet and say that, yeah, we just, we kind of came together as a group through the youth. And um, after having some like pretty hard things happen, like in the community with um, different local high schools, a bunch of us all from different areas of Charlotte that go to this church decided kind of to huddle together and figure out what's going on with each other and talk and really provide a good learning and listening environment for, you know, everyone to become a little healthier.
1: Yeah, totally. I also think the church has such a history. And I mean, the, the church, capital C, the big church has such a history of being so silent on these issues. Um, and so for me, that, that was really important. And, you know, for, for Myers Park Presbyterian church as a whole, we wanted to do something different, um, to respond to this issue in a way that was real in a way that wasn't just offering, you know the same old thing that we've heard for 50 a 100 years that the church says about these issues which is for the most part just ignore them right um and so i think this was a youth-led effort of saying like we're not going to do that anymore the church is a body of people who are going to stand up with each other um, and so i think that's been amazing to see
0: how is being a mental health ambassador impacted you and your mental health journey but also you showing up better for your friends for your peers for those in the church etc
3: yeah um I didn't really think I had struggled with mental health that much just because I thought personally my struggles were not as big as others so that meant you know I I wasn't really going through anything um but you know the more that we've dug into this I've realized you know I've struggled with some anxiety and like maybe some depression along the ways and I think that this group has helped me realize hey you know my problems may not be as big as I think they are but they're still valid and they're still there and it's something you know you have to address and work towards and I think that you know before you can help others you first have to help yourself and so by doing this I think by growing as a person and using the tools out we have has really helped me when it comes to my friends and being able to help them, um, especially in dark times, you know, like we have a lot of negative thoughts and the tools that we've learned have taught me, you know, hey, like you, you're going through a tough time, you're having these feelings, but you know, there are ways we can handle this. Um, a lot of these thoughts that we're having, they're, they're not facts they can be changed. They're not set in stone. And I think this mental health group has given me the tools that I need to help not only myself, but my friends and the people around me.
2: Yeah. Yeah. I'd agree with the tools part of it. Um, I think for me, like I, I learn a lot when I'm helping other people and teaching other people things. So we'll have meetings with all the mental health advocates from our church and say like, Hey, we've got, you know, this sort of meditation thing that we want to try out and things like that are like, these are some things you might want to, you know, bring up in the meetings and kind of sort of a curriculum, if you will. And it's definitely helped me to kind of practice those before teaching them. And then in teaching them, I use them with myself more, um, which has been such a help. And I think like, I don't know, having that community of people has helped too, because You're not just listening to like your one friend that may be, you know, naive in some respects. You've got a huge group of people where you can bounce ideas off of everybody and really kind of come to a consensus with like with a huge group. And yeah, you have a lot of different minds working on things.
1: Right. What about you, Liz? Yeah, I agree with what both of you guys have said. Um, I think for me, like I have been learning along with you guys, every single step of this experience. Um, and I, that's, that's been a really amazing for me. I feel like I've learned just so much. Um, one of the things that I, struggle with, and Cooper and Violet both know this from knowing me, is that I have spiraling thoughts. So I'll go from one thing into like the next thing. And then suddenly I'm like 20 years down the road into this thought that like Violet says, just because it's a thought doesn't mean that it's real, but it's, you know, much easier said than done. And so one of the things that I feel like I've learned a lot is that we've practiced is decatastrophizing. So how to take something um, that feels really scary and overwhelming and break it down and like asking yourself those grounding, centering questions of like, just because I feel this way, does that mean it's really real or is this just a feeling? And you know, then like you said too, naming those emotions and saying like, just because I feel say scared right now or uh, sad right now that's an emotion that's not how i'm going to feel for the rest of my life you know so like all those things like i i find myself doing that now in my life all the time of you know just asking yourself those guiding questions to just recenter yourself and really like calm your nervous system too um so that's been really helpful for me yeah
2: our group gives people a chance to you know kind of come back to you know, be present again and, you know, kind of calm down a little mm-hmm. bit and, and talk it out with people. You know, when you see people on Sunday morning and you're like, well, how are you doing? And kind of that, like fake, like smile or whatever. And I think it's just given us a really honest environment to be like, you know, like maybe I'm not doing okay today and that's fine. And we can talk about it and we can work through it, but you don't need to like sit there and put on a front for somebody and say like, oh yeah, I'm doing great. Da da da. Because, you know, you really might not be able to, and this is the perfect environment for you to, you know, work on it and, and, and kind of attack it head on.
3: One big thing that we do is learning these tools that we've been talking about. Um, we have a lot of them. That, Let's, get into, sure. it. Let's <laughs> get into um, it. Um, if you were able to see, it is a little square of so many different feelings, um, on a different scale.
0: Ooh, let me see. Yeah.
2: So it's broken up into four different sections and it's, it's, um, High energy, low energy, high pleasantness, low pleasantness. Okay. So there's enraged, ec- ecstatic, despairing, and serene. Um, and then there's everything in between.
0: Right.
3: And it's by Dr. Mark Brackett, and okay. it's called The Moon Meters. So okay. If you wanted to look that up. Yeah. You know, like you I, more like pinpoint. Yeah, the- you pinpoint your exact right. feeling. And I think that also helps the people around you. Like, If you're not doing too great or, you know, you're struggling with something and you're saying, hey, this is the exact feeling I'm feeling, that can 100% help those around you, especially your family, learn like, hey, how do I, how do I, you know, talk to you with this? How should I
0: approach how you're feeling? That's Um, helpful. So what would you say you're feeling today if you had to look at
1: the chart?
2: I'm peeved a little bit I had um <laughs> some stuff happen to school today
1: okay oh gosh now I'm looking at it what am I today I'm feeling a little bit restless today so that's what that'd be mine today yeah okay
2: I feel that's you
1: yeah
0: feeling a little playful today
1: oh that's a fun one it is fun <laughs> I, I was
0: excited about this and yeah I, I feel a little playful like a new environment to do the podcast in and and I like playing. I like mean people. So yeah, I would definitely say that. I would definitely. Yeah. Um, so let's talk about some other tools that you guys use. Sometimes I have a
3: lot of people show up to our mental health check-ins who are all struggling, um, mm. with a bunch of different things. And it's hard to be able to help each person with the specific thing that they're dealing with. Um, so we use a bunch of these different tools, um, just to be able to you know kind of hit a little bit
0: for each person. And so I know me and Michelle talked a little bit about doing an activity. Yes. Can we do one on here? Yes. Okay.
3: Um what are we doing.
0: I'm so excited.
3: We are going to do my favorite practice. We are going to do a meditation okay. um of self-compassion. Um so you can either sit or stand. Um it's up to you. Um if you're sitting, um put both feet on the ground and put your hands on your knees just to start out with and kind of fully relax. Um, And to listeners, please join us. And you can close your eyes if you feel comfortable doing that. So you're going to want to first start with holding your arms straight out from your shoulders. And I want you to think of a time when you were angry or upset. Now, squeeze your fists as tightly as you can and hold for the count of 10. One, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight, nine, ten. Now relax your hands and turn your palms up, and then slowly bring your hands to the opposite shoulders, crossing your arms over your heart, almost like you're giving yourself a hug. And think of someone who loves you very much and hold that for 10 counts and receive that love. One, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight, nine, ten. Now slowly release your arms and open your eyes. And so you have just experienced what it feels like emotionally and physically to be bathed in anxiousness and then in self-kindness, and how good it feels to remember that we are loved.
0: I love that. Thank you so much. Yes, of course. Again, that was kind of like a second of just slowing down. Yeah. And, huh, you guys feel better?
1: Yeah. just me? Okay. That's a good one. Self-compassion. That's a good exercise. I like that. I really like that one. Okay. Thank you so much. I think one of the biggest things I've learned is like how to feel physical sensations in my body. So like, I did not know how to do that when I was in high school. So it's amazing to me that you guys can do it, but where you just sit and you're like, you know, you just deep, you breathe deeply and you think, Oh, my heart rate is like a little fast. Like, let me just slow it down. And then you think, Oh, my stomach, like I kind of have a knot in my stomach. Like, can I try to breathe and like, see if I can release that? Oh my, I'm carrying so much tension in my shoulders or my neck or my face, like feeling those things in my body. Um, that has helped me so much. And I've, I've tried to really come back to that over and over, um, to just be really present and feel like, Oh, when I'm sad, when I'm feeling sad, like I feel like a knot in my stomach and like just making myself sit and feel that feeling. And like, yeah, it doesn't feel good, but it's better than just like flying through my life and not feeling it. It's much better to just sit there and feel it and say like, Oh, this is a normal emotion. The community connection piece is like, we're seeing like, Oh, everyone has felt this way. Like, everybody, all of my friends, all the people I love have felt this like gross feeling in your stomach when you feel sad. Like everyone feels that. Mm -hmm. So it's that idea that we're all, we're all connected. Um, and none of us are like alone in that sensation.
0: Yeah. Yeah. And being aware of your body and like the physical symptoms of emotions Yeah, definitely are. And when you bottle it up, it comes out in unhealthy
1: ways. Right. And so
0: I'm so proud of you oh, for sitting with it. Yeah, I mean, <laughs> yeah. like that's
1: gross to be like, I never <laughs> yeah. did that before. And I used to think sitting with it was just rehashing it over and over in your brain, like, which it's not. Like sitting with it can just be like clearing your brain and just feeling it in your body. That's like a healthier way, I think, to sit with it. Speaking of sitting with it,
3: um, <laughs> Nelson Mandela has a quote and he says, when we can sit in the face of insanity or just like, and be free from the need to make it different than we are free. And so I think mm. that goes along, you know, perfectly with yeah, what that's you were good. saying. Yes. You, you sometimes have to learn to just sit with it and face it head on, feel what you're feeling in order, uh, in order to feel some relief.
0: Yeah. yeah, I like that a lot. <laughs> what about you, Cooper? What do you use maybe on the daily or in moments um. when unhealthy or negative feelings yeah off. something
2: we've talked about on other podcasts as well and what liz was talking about is just the act of slowing down mm. um i really like to make like just slowly make myself a coffee um mm. in any way that you can imagine yeah um and just kind of like enjoy that for a minute and kind of use that as my meditation just kind of taking a breath in that and and seeing what moment you're in and just slowing down it's like really huge
0: What have you learned since doing these mental health check-ins, becoming ambassadors? What what do you want people to be left with? A lesson or something that you wish your younger self knew? I would say just to
3: know, you know, it's okay to be open with what you're feeling and we're all struggling in some way. And I would just say the biggest thing that I've learned and kind of wish I knew how to do before is have some positive coping skills. Um... And things that take no work, really, or that I just do for pleasure.
2: With stuff that I'd tell myself, I would probably tell myself that things are gonna get better. It's something that we've talked about a lot and it's hard, I think, for, I mean, it's hard for everybody, but it's really hard, I think, for kids our age to kind of wrestle with because we don't have that much life experience. We might not have gone through very many things. And so we don't really know if things are gonna get better yet. Things feel so definite right now um so it's really hard to see into the future or look into the past to say well you know this happened things went okay because there might not be something that we can look at so that's i think that's what i would tell myself is that things are going to be okay and things are going to continue to get better yeah
0: especially as you get older and you gain more experiences and hardships
1: and you have these tools for you for those times so Mm -hmm. let's go thank you that's awesome um Something I wish that my younger self knew um, is that contentment is valuable, right? Like I think that in our society, like especially at our age, sometimes we think we'll only be happy if we get to do X, Y, Z, all these amazing things. Um, But I think that when we just slow down and we're present, like we actually experience the best of what life is you know? So I think that's what I wish I would have known, um, that I'm still learning every day, but
0: day by day, yeah. I like what you said about the moments. And we always mm-hmm. look forward to, Oh, I'm going to be happy when I accomplish mm-hmm. this, or I get into school or I get this grade, etc. this job. And it's like, well, you need to also like enjoy the journey yeah. of that instead of wanting, because then you're going to look back and be like, I didn't enjoy the process right. of getting to this place in my life. It sounds like you guys are all three amazing leaders, and I love that. Also, you guys are so young, <laughs> starting this mental health check-ins. I mean, you're both seniors in high school, yes. right? I mean, that's absolutely insane. I'm wondering yeah. if we were that age, no. do we had these resources, yeah. I might oh. not have made so many bad choices. That's okay. <laughs> not an excuse, but I mean, I think that's amazing that you guys have this at this age, and you know, you'll continue to use those with you no matter where you end up next yeah. year. And I um, I cannot wait to hear how it goes and follow up with you guys in the future. And again, thank you guys for coming on today. Yeah, thanks so much for having us. Thanks yeah. for having us. Yeah, thank you guys for listening. Have a good day. <laughs> for more conversations like these or to find a support system near you, go to generationsos.org.